We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. This episode, The Coach's Corner, with DeMarco Murray and Calvin Thibodeau, is brought to you in part by the U.S. Army. If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place to do that than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure deadly diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventure across the globe, the Army is where all of that can happen and so much more. All right, let's get after it. Coach's Corner with Gabe Eichard, with DeMarco Murray, and with Calvin Thibodeau. Welcome inside the Coach's Corner, as always, presented by Riverwind, along with Gabe Eichard. I'm Chris Plank, and we welcome in one of Gabe's teammates from back in the day, the Sooner running backs coach in his first season back in Norman, DeMarco Murray kicks off the coach's corner with us. Coach, first and foremost, thanks for hanging out with us. Obviously, a, a challenging week whenever you're coming off a loss, but how has practices and preparations gone so far this week? It's been well. Obviously, we just wrapped up our, um, our Wednesday practice, and um, you know, guys are, are handling it the right way, knowing what, what type of game we're about to approach and, and, um, versus Texas. And I think their minds are right. They've really dug in and, and been mentally tough enough to – Obviously, over the last two weeks, you know, we, we kind of dealt with some bad things, you know, as a result of the game. But, you know, we got some some um, mature players on our end and we're handling it the right way. But they've, they've attacked each day of practice this week. We spent a lot of time looking ahead to Texas. Obviously, we're excited that you're back. So we kind of want to talk about your career path. And, I mean, we got to get some good stories on Gabe at, at some point throughout <laughs> this show. But uh, just out of curiosity, as you went back and you look back at the Iowa State game, I mean, there were some explosive moments from Seth McGowan. You see those flashes from, from T.J. Pledger. What kind of stood out as you looked back at Ames on Saturday night? 
Yeah, I thought those guys ran extremely hard. A um, couple missed opportunities we had as a running back core. Um, we knew um, the defense we were playing, and we knew we were going to have some one-on-one matchups that we didn't quite take advantage over. Um, but all in all, you know, we're a young team, young backfield, and um, we're playing with some guys who have a lot of inexperience at the position. But um, TJ's done a really good job for us as far as just leading us and, and, and um, getting things topped off for us. And then, you know, having some some guys like Seth and Marcus Major come in and, and really, you know, take some um, heat off him. But, you know, we're running well. we got to obviously continue to get better, continue to get the reps in practice. And once again, it's all about um, just getting those guys reps and getting those guys comfortable with the run schemes. Now, DeMarco, uh, when it comes to the running back position, everybody wants to talk about when they have the ball in their hand. But your guys were put in some really challenging positions in pass protection against Iowa State. Showed those zero blitz looks with the seven up, uh, brought them sometimes, dropped them out sometimes. H how did you feel like your guys handled those situations? Because to me, for the most part, it seems like they, they were assignment sound on those. Yeah, they were good. You know, we, we pride ourselves on being complete backs, not just, you know, obviously runners. Um, and as a running back, you're going to find good runners, but it's the guys who want to put themselves out and separate themselves from every other back, and that's catching the ball out of backfield and pass pro, most importantly. So um, we, we work on it diligently, and um, I know how important it is. We know how important it is to keep number seven upright. And um, TJ did a really good job. Um, you know, I've been impressed with him and just his physicality. Obviously, he's a smaller, smaller guy, but um, he's not afraid to obviously go in there and be physical, get his hands on guys, and he's done a really good job. Seth is obviously coming along in those areas, but um, as a running back hole, you know, we did, um, you know, obviously meet the challenge when the game of third down pressures. And, and it's interesting because you have a, a guy in TJ Pledger who hasn't seen a lot of snaps in his career, a true freshman in Seth McGowan. How challenging can that be for the understanding of the complete role? Hey, it's one thing with the ball in your hand to make plays, but to, to be good in pass pro, to be good whenever it comes to flaring out and making a play as a receiver. Uh, DeMarco, sometimes does it take a little bit of time for a, a newcomer to truly embrace that role of everything that goes into being a running back at the collegiate level? It does, it does. And, and with everything we've kind of went through, um, just like every other team in the country, you know, we, we've had the challenges of not being with our guys for a large portion of time. And, um, you know, we've had a bunch of Zoom meetings and, and um, things of that nature, but you know, actually being there in, in person, you know that that was something that you know we um, we wish we could have had. Um, but once again, our, our guys come in with the right mindset, and TJ does a, a great job at learning from the classroom and taking it directly to the field. That's one of the things that I've been extremely impressed about him, um, as well as our other guys. But you know, once again, just the experience, you know, from our room at this point, you know, it's it's um, it's obviously lacking. But our guys are playing well. You know, they're finishing runs, they're running hard, and you know, whenever they get their opportunity, they're, they're trying to make the most of it. And um, it's just up to me, up to me to continue to, you know, coach those guys up and put them in the best situation to be successful. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's an early season so far. So, you know, lucky for us, we've still got some time to continue to get better every day. DeMarco, I know it, it, it didn't go the way you wanted to when you just look at the scoreboard at the end of that game, but there were a lot of challenges going on the road, especially this year with all the virus protocols, everything going into that. How do you think your guys, like you mentioned, you know, some inexperience in that room, how do you think they handled that first game going on the road this season with all those challenges? 
I thought they handled it well, you know, and, um, <clears throat> you know, TJ's obviously been around but hadn't had so much playing experience. And, you know, with Seth and Marcus, those guys ha having, you know, obviously, you know, kind of being their first trip away. Um, Marcus obviously played some last year, but I, I thought our mindset was right. And, and, and um, you know, going on the road, you kind of got to switch your mentality a little bit just to re be really focused, be more locked in. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to change something or do anything extra, but you have to have that little extra focus. Um, and I, I think they did that well. Um, you know, like I said, we can always do better, and, and we'll, we'll continue to strive to be better at those things. Let's uh, let's go in depth a little bit on some of your guys. Speaking of TJ Pledger, uh, top of the depth chart right now. Uh, what have you seen from him and his development and his his want to? Because you would imagine for a guy four star out of high school, uh, waiting for that opportunity behind some big names, and now that he gets it, what have you seen from him in trying to take that next step? I think every day TJ um, does a really good job as a coach. I always remember when I was a player, um, and one of the biggest compliments that I received was I was able to take what I learned from the classroom and, and take it directly on the field, and, and that's something that he's able to do. Um, you know, you just talk about a guy who's obviously been around for a while, knows some some of the offense, and then having the opportunity to now you know be the starter. Uh, I think he's taken advantage over that for the most part, and. Like I said, we can all do better. We'll continue to be better. We're never satisfied. Um, but he, he's a very smart player, a very smart person, and, and he's serious about his work ethic. He's serious about his job, and, and that's something that I love and respect about TJ. He, he leads the right way. Um, not an overly vocal guy. Um, you know, he kind of leads by example, which I respect that as well. And um, he's a guy that, you know, like I said, I'm happy that, you know, he's, he's, he's with me my first year and vice versa. Now, DeMarco, I, I like what TJ's shown this year. You know, he, he's a good back, but have you had the conversation with him that he doesn't have to try to absolutely run every single guy that tackles him <laughs> over? I mean, the guy, he could try to make a miss. I, this guy loves him some contact. Reminds me of a guy that used to wear number seven around here. <laughs> Yeah, he's um he, he's not he's not afraid of um, physicality. So he's a guy that loves to finish runs, and I think he does it well. You know, early on you talk about being physical, and then obviously late in the game you want to set up those those runs to you know make a guy miss. But I think it's important early on to really you know set the tone and be physical with defenders, especially um, secondary guys when they do go so low. So um, he he's a, he's a guy that's not afraid of it. But um you know we definitely need to. You know, spark one here or two there and, and, and you know, kind of put our foot in the ground and make a guy miss. So uh, he'll, he'll have that opportunity to come soon. <laughs> hey, real quick before Ackard's intel, I wanted to get your, your take on that, not being an overly vocal leader. Uh, DeMarco, were you, would you have considered yourself a, a, an overly vocal leader whenever you played? Were you more of a kind of lead by example? Um, not at all. Yeah, I was definitely more of a lead by example guy. wasn't you know wasn't can't as, confirm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't wasn't um wasn't, wasn't a big talker. You know, I just kind of let my play do the talking, my work ethic do the talking. And like I say, you know, you don't want to you know position someone to be something that they're not. And and you know, guys to see that, teammates to see that. And you know, if it's not authentic, nobody's gonna listen to yeah. you. You know, so I think for us, you know. I want those guys to be who they are and, and work as hard as they can to be the best they can. But obviously, do that within their standard. Yeah, you, you knew if DeMarco was yelling at you, you were doing something wrong. I mean, something you, 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 were, you were not doing it at a high level because he – now, I will say this about him, though. When it got tough, you know, when we were in some of those moments of adversity when we were playing together, he was always a guy super encouraging, super positive, never got too down. He wasn't a highs and lows guy. It was, it was an even kill, and you could, you could always rely on that dude.
Well, and I was going to say that probably makes it easier in a lot of ways for someone like a T.J. Pledger who's not vocal. And I don't know about Seth McGowan or Marcus, but they can relate, Coach, and you can relate to them a little bit better because they are guys who are going to let their play do their talking. Definitely, and those guys, um, I've been extremely impressed with how mature they are and their work ethic. You know, they all work hard. They all give me their best and give this team their best, and um, we'll, we'll make plays when, when, um, when, when our numbers are called. Like I said, it's up to me to continue to get those guys reps, continue to get those guys better individually and collectively, and um, just just like I said, man, those those three guys that you mentioned, um, you know, they, they've done a really good job of just being in the moment, you know, staying calm. And in one, you know, they're close. It's a close-knit group. And, you know, no matter who's out there, no matter who's doing well, you know, um, they're extremely supportive of each other. So that's one thing. As high as the competition is, you know, we're, we're a close-knit group. Before we preview Saturday's matchup against Texas, our, finals, our final piece of our first segment with DeMarco Murray is Eichert's Intel. It's brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. Gabe, what play are we breaking down? Little GT counter with Seth McGowan, uh, a play I saw growth from Seth. You know, early uh, first two games of the season, guy he, he hadn't quite figured the pace of this play out. You see the patience on this play. Watch him wait for both of the pullers, lets it develop, sees the hole, hits it, makes the free hitter miss, and then runs a dude over <laughs> and finishes a run. That I, I know everyone likes the big 40, 50 yard runs. But this is the type of growth you want to see from a young back. That is a big-time run right there. What do you see from how he's developed and understanding that GT counter, DeMarco? Yeah, he, he's done a good job. Um, like I said, um, patience isn't one of his, his strengths. But, you know, <laughs> when, when you're a fast, powerful running back like he is, um, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of slow those guys down and tell them, hey, be patient. Let those guys, let the big hogs in front of you, you know, um, do their job and make it easy on you. So um, we constantly work on it. But um, from day one since now, he's done an incredible job at just trusting the system and understanding the run scheme. And that's the biggest thing. When you understand the scheme, you understand the blocking, no matter if it's three down or four down, no matter what the defense is, obviously you'll be a lot more successful. But um, he, he's done a really good job with that play, and that, that's one of his strengths of um, just getting downhill, running, and being physical in between the tackles. We got one more segment with DeMarco Murray. So stick around inside the Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind. Coach's Corner is presented by Riverwind. Still the one. Academy Sports and Outdoors. The preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Anheuser-Busch. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. We got one more segment with DeMarco Murray Sooner, first-year running backs coach, but all too familiar here in Norman with the Oklahoma Sooners. So, Coach, before Gabe dives into the matchup with Texas this weekend, uh, you and I had a chance to talk post-game after Kansas State, so we got into this a little bit. But what's it been like for you being back, being back in Norman? Obviously, a little bit of a different look here for Gaylord family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium since you left. What's it like to be donning the coach's hat? Well, it's great. It's great. It's definitely a blessing to be back here. Um, obviously, where it all started for me and – um, not a lot has changed. Um, this is a great university, a great town, and Norman itself. But 
Um, just the, the commitment to excellence at this university has been awesome, you know, and, and nothing has changed. A lot of familiar faces that I've seen when I was here, before I got here, as I was here for my four years, and obviously, you know, being back 12 years later. Um, it, it's a true blessing to be around the, these coaches who have so much knowledge about the game and, and learning new things every single day. Um, you know, I'm definitely taking advantage over it. No book is full. Um, but, you know, just the fans, the community itself, it's been, um, it's always been supportive and um, nothing has changed. Now, DeMarco, it is the most wonderful week of the year. <laughs> OU Texas now, of course, you've been part of it as a player, but does it feel different going into it for the first time as a coach, feel the same? I mean, what's, what's that like for you? Uh, I say it's a little depressing that I don't get the chance to play. But, um, <laughs> it's a little depressing. Uh, one Let me run out of that tunnel. <laughs> the greatest, uh, one of the greatest robberies in college ball. And um, this is, um, you know, once again, I'm, I'm – I'm, um, you know, excited to be a part of it, be on the sidelines and see our guys obviously compete at a high level. And um, just knowing the the matchups over the years that I've been in and, and, and watching, you know, on TV the last 10, 12 years, um, it's been great. It's a great story, rivalry. And, um, you know, we, we know that we'll, we'll get their best and hopefully they'll get ours as well. But, um, you know, this is an important week. This is a special week. And like I said, like I said, just to be a, a part of it in any any capacity, it's, it's a true blessing. And um, definitely, we, we can't wait to play come Saturday. That's going to be fun. It's going to be different. And I, listen, it, we've asked questions about COVID and, and all those different challenges. But have you thought about like 20,000 inside the Cotton Bowl and how odd that's going to be come Saturday? A little bit, a little bit. But, you know, whether it's one fan or 30,000 fans or, or none, it doesn't matter. You know, with this game, you can play it. You know, um, on the street, and these guys are going to be fired up. We'll be fired up. So um, we're, we're not worried about the atmosphere. Obviously, it's going to be lacking a little bit. But, you know, with our play and, and just the, the storied history behind this this game, you know, I don't think you need a fan or, or anyone there to get us revved up or, or, or them. Now, DeMarco, when you look at this Texas defense, uh, a lot of big bodies up front, uh, some talent, especially at safety in the back end for the Longhorns, uh, probably the weakness there at linebacker, but as you prepare for Saturday, as you're breaking down the film, what stands out to you about this Texas defense? I think their speed, you know, they're, they're always known for having fast guys and, and you know, obviously you're looking at, you know, their, their front, you know, their front moves around pretty well, pretty athletically. Um, and just the speed and the physicality, you know, they all run to the ball. Um, not a lot of times where you're not getting 11 white hats, you know, in the screen of the pitcher. That, that lets you know that those guys run to the ball and, and their pursuit is pretty, pretty, pretty well. Um, so um, we're going to have our hands full and we'll, we'll definitely be ready for the challenge. Is there, and again, I mean, is there anything you're seeing differently? And I don't know how much you have to go back and look at the, oh, that's a shot. I don't know how much you go back and look at the past. Um, but have, have you kind of dug into Chris Ash? Is he doing anything different than maybe you saw from Ohio State or Rutgers? No, we, we've definitely watched um, Ohio State and Rutgers fam and obviously the three games that they've had um, thus far. So um, there's some similarities. Obviously, there's some different things when it comes to athletes and some things that they're trying to position their players to, you know, play fast, play physical, and, and let their, their talent speak for itself. And, and you see that on, on, in the back end. You see that, you know, in the, in the linebacker core. So um, they're going to do some things that obviously try to confuse 
future. But, you know, um, we, we've done a good job at, um, you know, watching film from, you know, years ago until now to, you know, coming up with a really good game plan. You know, and I'm curious, I know your focus is on their defense, but on the offensive side of the football, I mean, Sam Ellinger, this is his fourth start. I mean, I know you've got some familiarity with B. John Robinson and seeing guys like Keontae Ingram. They've shown, too, they can score some points, so that kind of wakes up the offense, too, to say, hey, these guys have shown they can put some points on the board. we got to pick up, too. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen too much. <laughs> um, you know, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're a high-powered offense, and you know they do. They run the ball well. They got some athletes, obviously outside at the running back position as well. And uh, they they're gonna you know tote those guys. They're gonna future them. And they're gonna give them every opportunity. You know, to take advantage of this game. And I know our defense they'll be ready to play. And um, we'll, we'll definitely we can't worry about what what they're doing offensively. You know, we've got to concentrate on ourselves and, and look in the mirror offensively. Just continue taking one play at a time. One series at a time and make sure you know we're leaving every drive with a field goal uh, we got Tibbs coming up next to break that down so one, one more quick one for me before we get to the Twitter question the the challenge of always getting another team's best shot Teddy Lehman talks about this a lot DeMarco you've experienced it regardless of what you see on tape where someone might struggle you know come that Saturday when they're on the field with the Sooners you're going to get their best shot that's their Super Bowl what's the challenge of stepping up when you know every single week you're getting the opponent's best shot Oh, you got you got to you got to be um, excited about that. You know, as a competitor, you know, you know, we all know what we signed up. We all know what, what university we're at. You know, we're going to get everybody's best shot. And and as a competitor, you know, as a guy who's mentally tough and a team that's mentally tough, you got to look forward to that challenge. I mean, nothing's going to be given to you easily. You know, they're not just going to walk in and lay down because we're Oklahoma. You know, they're going to give us their best shot, and we got to respect that. We got to match it and meet it, and go above and beyond. You know what they're willing to give us. So. Um, you know, we're excited about this opportunity, you know, not not only just because it's the OU Texas game, but it's the next game for us, another opportunity for us to compete as a team and hopefully get a victory. All right, so DeMarco, on this show, the last question always is asked by the fans. It's our Academy of Sports and Outdoor Twitter question of the week. This is from Courtney in California. DeMarco, what is your favorite OU Texas moment, either as a player or a fan? Uh <laughs> That tightrope was a pretty nice one down the sideline. Yeah, side that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. I mean, obviously finishing my career off here, you know, with a victory there, I think that would probably be um, a great memory. But every time we have that golden hat, it's a, it's a pretty good memory. <laughs> <laughs> I think fits pretty good, right, whenever you're oh, coming off a win. Oh, that thing's incredibly uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> like the inside of it's like chipped. It hurts your forehead. It scratched my forehead one year. I was like, oh, I did not see this coming. Uh, I don't mind letting it scratch me up. Yeah, I got. I feel you on that. <laughs> hey, it's it, DeMarco, it's almost like you've done TV. It's almost like you were on Fox or something before. Thanks so much for making this fun, man. We appreciate your time. Good luck this weekend against Texas, and we can't wait to have you on the Coach's Corner again soon. Definitely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. That's DeMarco Murray. We appreciate his time. When we come back, let's focus on the defensive line. Calvin Thibodeau is next here inside the Coach's Corner. This segment is brought to you by Community Coffee, family-owned Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Coach's Corner rolls on. We head back over to the football offices and say hello to Calvin Thibodeau, the Sooner defensive line coach. All right, this is like real time here because Coach has a meeting in about 20 minutes, so we got to hustle in these two get segments. Get him in, get him out. Get him in, get him out. Coach, first and foremost, man, looking great. Uh, I know you uh, you worked hard in the offseason. I was uh, doing some, uh, some some COVID pathways. You, uh, you're in good shape this year. Could you get back out and make a few tackles if we needed it? Yeah, I tried to make the most of uh, – tried to make the most of that quarantine time, man. So, um, 
That, that was the plan, man. Get some of that bad weight off of me, man. <laughs> you look great, man. Congratulations Appreciate on that. It. I know that this isn't, you know, the, the conversation that we like to have after a loss, but uh, before we dive into Saturday night, take us through what this week of preparation has been like for your defense and for those guys along the line. Really, I, I think the, the the emphasis has been on uh, uh, finishing, you know, finishing finishing in the fourth. You know, it's it's you know anybody can 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 do it. You know, through the through three quarters, but but you know the only quarter you can win the game in is in the fourth. And uh, you know, we've really been harping on execution. Um, you know, it's one thing to go hard. I think when you turn on the tape, you know, the the effort has been there, but but the execution of what we're calling, I think if. You know, if we can get that stuff lined up, I, I think we'll get the results that, that we want to have. Now, Coach, clearly Iowa State was emphasizing shifting, motioning, different personnel groupings, uh, making you guys communicate defensively. With all that slanting and angling that you guys do up front, how difficult was it to communicate all those things, and how do you feel your guys handled those situations? I, I, I wouldn't say it was difficult, just from the standpoint of how our, you know, our defensive coordinator sets up the week. You know, we we were prepared, we we understood how we were going to be attacked, and uh, you know, we feel like our players had multiple reps uh, uh, from a teaching standpoint with, with with how Coach Grinch, you know, uh, conducts the walkthroughs. We we had a a lot of time to to get prepared, so there were no surprises on game day. We understood, you know, how the attack would happen. So, you know, it's you said something in the open there, coach, that stood out. The effort is there. How, how reassuring from a coaching perspective is that? Whenever it's not an issue where you got to go in there and and chew backside, so to speak, because you're not seeing that effort. You're seeing the effort. That's got to be somewhat reassuring, right? Yeah, it, it, I wouldn't say nothing is reassuring <laughs> right now, but, you know, it's, it's good that that's not an issue. You know, right. that's, you know this is an effort-based defense. So, you know, to, to you know if, if we're saying this is an effort-based defense and you're not getting effort, then you really got a problem. Um, but, but, you know, the effort is there. It's one thing to play hard, but, but to focus and execute, you know, at all times, that's, that's, that's what we're you know, that's what we're aiming for. That's what we're shooting for. Now, Coach, a, a guy we probably don't talk about enough, uh, maybe it's just because he's kind of a quieter guy, one of the quiet leaders in the defense is Laurent Stokes. I feel like he's played at a high level, uh, was pretty disruptive against Iowa State. What what have you seen from Laurent through these first couple games? Just, I mean, he, he's just very dependable. He's a guy that, you know, he's going he's gonna to run the defense. He's going to do exactly what you ask him to do. And, you know, he's just one of them guys you never have to worry about him on or off the field. And, you know, we, we want to see him find the ball even more. Uh, but but he's a guy that, you know, he's taking on some big snaps. And, you know, we asked him to, you know, help other guys also on the front. So I'm, I'm really proud of him. And, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, you know and it's for anybody, is that, you know, it's not enough. We, we need more. So. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, in Laurent Stokes, Coach, a couple weeks ago we had a chance to, t uh, to talk to him on the Tuesday press conference. He's a sharp kid, but he even said it. His challenge to himself is to continue to well, obviously uh, bring on more on the football field, but to grow as a leader because he's not really the most vocal guy. How do you kind of procure that and, and, and make him comfortable to where he can be more vocal and he can lead by more than just example? Yeah, yeah. as a coach, it's your job to push those guys uh, in front and help those guys with leadership skills. You know, LeRon, he's a very quiet guy. You know, I think he was homeschooled. Uh, but, you know, your, your passion and your love for this game, it, it comes out of you. And, you know, when, when you're passionate about 
about something, there's no way that you could keep quiet. And uh, he's done a, he's done a great job of talking uh, this year. He, you could tell that's not his element. He's one of those guys that's gonna you know do it by example and and, and you know follow his lead. But you know when you're passionate, when you you know in these battles uh, that that we've been in, you know it, it comes out of you. You know it just comes out of uh, you know you naturally. So I've been I've been I've been excited about what he's get you know he's given to the group, and I've seen some growth from that standpoint. Coach, it was good to see number eight out there for some more snaps uh, last Saturday. With all the time he missed in camp, do you feel that Perion Winfrey is in a better place physically right now and that he, he is getting into game shape and that production is about to ramp up from him? Yeah, you, you certainly hope so. I, I think he's, he's getting himself into shape. Uh, it's, it's a it's a game by game. It's a week by week deal with him. But you know, it was good to see him find the football. It was good to see him, you know, you know, playing hard. You know, there's certainly uh, some things that 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 we can we can do a lot better. Uh, but but there were some positives that that we want to build off of. Uh, there's some there was some you know some things on tape that you encourage and, and you want to continue to see that to happen. And then there were some things on tape that you you know you discourage and you want to you know teach him why you know. Um, you know why? Why we want to get away from this? So I mean, he he's one of those guys that you know when he's on, you know he he can be a, you know he can be a guy that can can be disruptive. So we got to keep you know bringing him along. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely encouraged by what I've seen on tape. Hey, hey, Tibbs, the thing I've noticed about him though, where we were talking about Leron Stokes not being a vocal guy. Perion Winfrey will be a vocal guy over there, yeah. won't he? Yeah, he will. Sometimes you got to tell him to. <laughs> <laughs> calm down yeah, a little bit. Maybe calm down. Yeah, too, 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 too vocal. But, no, that, he don't have a problem with, with opening up his mouth. And, uh, you know, it, it was all positive. It was all, you know, that encouraged our teammates as we were in a battle. And, you know, it was positive. So I, I was encouraged by that. And, you know, I, I'm one of them guys, you know, if you're going to open your mouth and communicate, make sure that your play, you know, right. uh, uh, you know, you know, says that you can do that. So uh, we're, we're, we're trending in the right direction. Uh, it's a day-by-day deal with him. Uh, but, you know, when he's on, he definitely can add value to our defense. Coach, we were able to talk to Coach Kane last week. Uh, how do you feel about the collaboration uh, with you and him on the defensive line? Seems like that that's a good system where you guys can bounce things off each other. And, you know, two sets of eyes usually better than yeah, one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, certainly that, that's been pretty good. You know, uh, it's good to, to have another mind, uh, particularly up front, you know, uh, to, to, to bounce ideas off of. You know, I might, you know, like a line game or something like that, and, you know, there might be some things we can bounce off each other and we can make it even better. He might have a stunt, and, and then we get together and we find a way to make it even better. Uh, but it's it's good, you know, when sometimes we're thinking the same thing uh, before we even, you know, have an opportunity to communicate. So, uh, you know, his eyes are really good and you know to, to be able to bounce things off each other has been pretty good for us so uh, basically if we're understanding it right coach you kind of taking care of the interior guys and he's the edge or is it just one big collaborative effort uh you know i have the inside guys and he has the outside guys and you know we we, we make sure we get together and make sure our stunts are good you know uh, there's been some crossover with it um you know playing you know it started you know the first game inside so uh we have to be together as a unit uh we have to be on the same page with our rush lanes with our stunts uh so so it's definitely a collaborative effort all right real quick uh before we wrap things up with uh, coach Thibodeau we're gonna have another segment but Eichert's intel Gabe what caught your eye on Saturday night what do you want to see Tibbs help you break down well coach is talking about the good things he's seen from Perry on Winfrey and this Ooh. is the one play in the game that stood out to me little power concept here from Iowa State center blocking back on number eight mm-hmm 
He physically removes <laughs> said center. Plays over the top, finds the ball carrier. TFL, that's production. Yeah. I assume the way he uses his hands right here, Coach, mm -hmm. this is the stuff you're encouraging for yeah, number eight. Yeah, very encouraging to see a guy make a play in the game. Uh, it's encouraging to be able to get off a block and, you know, find the football. You know, you can build off stuff like that. I like that. That's impressive. And, I feel and bad for the center. Well, of course you do. You're a center. I feel bad. Of course you would feel bad for him. All right, listen. Uh, we got one more quick segment with Calvin Thibodeau. We'll look ahead to what we'll see from Texas's offensive attack and talk about some of those other interior guys that have made a mark here early in the season. Inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwood. Stick around. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Hey Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Final segment with Calvin Thibodeau inside the coach's corner. Tibbs, uh, before we dive into Texas's offense, I mean, obviously it's, it's been asked a lot, but never thought we'd be going into an OU Texas game where we're talking about teams having to create their own energy. Still, though, with 20,000 in the stands, I'm sure there'll be some noise that'll be made, but... You prepared for as unique of an experience as you've ever had inside the Cotton Bowl in the State Fair? Uh, no question. Uh, just just anxious to have another opportunity to play a game. You know, we, you know, we want to get this taste out of our mouth, and then you look up. Uh, you know, it's the University of Texas. You know, you, you, you don't need no fans for this one, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, uh, it, it, you, you know what you got to bring to win this type of game. Uh, the energy, the passion. I mean, the, the mental side of it, the physical side of it, the emotional side of it, you got to bring those three elements to, to win this ball game. So, uh, you know, this, you, you know, you, 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 you should be excited as soon as you get off the bus. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, Tibbs, we, we talked to DeMarco about it earlier, but I know you want to treat every week the same, but this isn't a normal week. Nah. Now, do you feel you're uniquely prepared to help your guys prepare for this game since you played in it you know everything that goes into it and that's a piece of it I, I mean I think it's coach talk if you say this is just another week you know because it's different you know the the energy that you feel in that game the ups and downs the 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 the, the, the you know the, the the ups and downs with the momentum I mean it's it's different man the 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 the, the two hate the hatred that each program has <laughs> for each other I mean it's it's like no other, you know, game in the country. So, um, you know, we we don't, you know, overhype it, but but we we know that it's going to take a big effort to get the job done, and you know, it takes a special week of preparation to get the job done. And with so many Oklahoma and Texas guys on the rosters, they played against each other. A lot of Texas guys, it's the best man. It, 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 it's so fun. With that in mind, we've seen a Texas team that's uh, had a nice start offensively. 
I mean, we've seen Sam Ellinger like five times already <laughs> yeah. in his career, but what have you seen from this version of Sam Ellinger as you prepare to get just, after him Saturday? Uh, you know, he's just continues to develop as a passer. You know, you, you, you know, he's always been a, a thick, uh, uh, you know, violent runner. And, uh, you know, you just he seems to just be more poised in the pocket. You know, he stands in there and, 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 you know, he goes through his progression and, you know, he's finding his receivers. He's doing a great job. You know, you could just see the growth from freshman year until now. You know, he, he's the, it starts with him. He's the head of that operation. And, uh, you know, he, he's playing at a high level right now. Yeah, Coach, all, all the talk, right, all the headlines are about Ellinger, but I've talked to the Texas staff a couple times and they, they really think that that offensive line is the strength of the football team. As you study them on tape, clearly Cosmia left tackle, the headliner. It seems like Kerstetter, the center, has settled in nicely with the position change. What have you seen from their offensive line? What stands out about that group to you? Uh, they're, they're big and athletic, and they work well together. You know, they, they've been in some wars together, and uh, you could tell, you know, in the first couple of games, you know, they've been able to move some people off the ball. Uh, it seemed like they're giving uh, Sam plenty of times. You know, it, it's not like he's he's been touched up a lot. You know, they've, they've done a great job, you know, and, and just like you said, you see that on tape when you when you turn it on, you know, five big athletic guys that, that you got to go through to get to Sam. You know, it's interesting. We were talking about the new defensive approach with Chris Ash coming in with, with Marco Murray earlier. Different offensively, is it, with Mike Yersich? I mean, we've seen some Yersich's offenses before, but what are you seeing differently under Mike Yersich? A lot of similarities uh, from the year before, but but he's he's added some different elements uh, to it, some 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 zone uh, schemes uh, that he brought uh, maybe from Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, when you get in that red zone, you know, very similar in the sense that you know you're gonna see some unbalanced, and you know you're gonna you know see some tempo stuff, and they're gonna want to run the quarterback at the end of the day. So um, you know he's added some things, but but there are a lot of similarities from the year before also. Now, coach it. It's the key every week, but you look at the talent they have in the backfield with Keontae Ingram, with Sam Ellinger using his legs, but the emphasis has to be to stop the run first, right, going into this football game? Absolutely. You know, uh, in this game, typically, you know, whoever can run the ball, whoever can stop the run, you know, has typically won this game. So so it's a big point of emphasis for us. Um, but, but, you know, making this team one-dimensional, you know, you, you also got to rush the passer also. So uh, you, you got to make this guy uncomfortable um, because, you know, he's doing a great job of, of passing the ball. But, but it starts with first with, with stopping the run, uh, you, know, you know, being gap sound, you know, getting vertical penetration, getting off blocks and uh, making a tackle, you know, you know, embracing tackles, not just, you know, falling into a guy, knocking a guy backwards when you make a tackle. All right, we got time for a few more questions here, Coach, before we get you out for your meeting. We talked about Perion Winfrey earlier. I want to talk about some of your other guys that have stepped up this year. Uh, Joshua Ellison, we've seen new guy on campus, obviously. Still learning, still growing. Where have you seen him kind of continue to improve, and where do you want to see him continue to improve? You know, he's running our defense, and, you know, I thought I'd seen him. You know, he, he flashed uh, last game. He found the football. He's playing with great effort. Uh, and he's just one of those guys that's going to continue to grow throughout the season. You know, definitely not where we want him to be right now, but but I do think he's taking steps in the right direction. And I think as he continues to play more, uh, I think, you know, he'll continue to get better. But, 
you know, he, he has a he has a really uh, he has good feet, you know, and um, you know when you got good feet for an athletic guy, man, you know, you usually you know good things usually happen. You know, that tackle right there, I'd like for him to make that in the backfield, not down the field. But you know, the kid was running to the football, and and and, and that's all you ask for big guys to, you know, not 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 be statues and stuck on blocks. He, he had some juice, and I'm very encouraged by that. If we can keep building off that and continue to see him grow, we definitely can, you know, you know, can get to where we want to get. Yeah, the thing that I've noticed, Tibbs, just from, again, watching on, on the sidelines is he and Perion, they really seem to love football. I mean, that, that whole group, and I, I think that's great. You'll see Winfrey chasing down plays from behind. We saw that with Joshua Ellison there. That's got to be an incredible help to you when you have guys that seem very <clears throat> passionate about every aspect of football. Again, like, like I said, F, the effort part has been there. Um, you know, we, we got to execute at a higher level. And like I said, when you have guys running to the football, big guys, you know, that, that, that's a positive, you know, that's a positive for any defense. So, you know, we, we certainly, you know, encourage, you know, getting to the football, straining to the football, effort, effort, effort. Uh, but, but there's also other things that have to be done too. So uh, that's a piece of it, but, but we want even more from those guys. Academy Sports and Outdoors Twitter question. The last question before we let Coach Tibbs get out of here. Courtney in California, same line of thinking from DeMarco Murray, Coach. What's your favorite OU Texas moment, either as a player or a fan or a coach? I mean, you've been, a, you've been a part of a handful of these now as a coach. My favorite moment is, is getting together and taking that picture at the end of the oh. game. You know, that's the, <laughs> that's the best piece. You know, when you take that picture and you all cheesing and you know what went into that game and you look at your players or, you know, even at your teammates and you know what it took to win a ball game. You know, it, it's – I mean, you you got to leave it all out on the field to to, to have that uh, gold hat on. And when you're taking that picture, you know that you've put in a, a, a grand effort to win that ball game. You take the picture, you win the Big 12, they put it in a frame for you. Nice. And you get it. I got two of them <laughs> on my wall. Yeah. And every time I walk by, it puts me in a good mood every yeah. single time. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Uh, <laughs> Coach Tibbs, good luck this week, and thanks for your time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. That's Calvin Thibodeau inside the Coach's Corner. We'll wrap it up next, presented by Riverwind. Don't go anywhere. Our final segment is brought to you by Riverwind, along with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. This is the Coach's Corner. And, Gabe, real quick before we talk, some final thoughts on OU Texas. Not a bad week for some Sooners in the National Football League. Joe Mixon getting the Bengals its first win of the season. AFC Offensive Player of the Week. That's right. Four scores. Uh, pardon me, three scores for Joe Mixon. The number four. They're 4-0 when he scores three or more touchdowns. Bake gets the big win. K-9 nearly a big upset for the Chargers this week. And I think first two touchdown receptions for CD, not too shabby, huh? Uh, yeah, that, that Cowboys offense isn't the problem. That's not the problem at all. Oh, my goodness. Look at look at Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews well. is balling. I, I hope everyone realized that, like, if Travis Kelsey didn't exist, we'd be talking about him as the best pass-catching tight end in the National Football League. Wow. Incredible career, too. Incredible career. Just getting started. So a big weekend for the Sooners in the NFL. All right, in our final minute and a half, let's get ready for OU and Texas. You've been a part of a few of these. It's going to be a unique atmosphere on Saturday. Um, there's a part of me that's intrigued by it, but I'm going to miss the pomp and circumstances of it. It's, uh, it's a special day, isn't it? There is nothing like it. And I, uh, I would say that every time coming out of the locker room of this football game, now, it's not going to be the same without the crowd, which uh, I feel for the kids because that experience is unbelievable. But it's still OU Texas, baby. It is. It is. It's, gonna, it, it's going to be awesome. And there's a lot on the line. Now, 
it's not like it usually is where we're talking about, you know, Big 12 championship picture, national right. title hopes, but there's still a lot on the line. I can tell you one thing. Neither of these teams want to lose this football game. No, no, not at all. Texas doesn't want a second loss. Oklahoma doesn't want three in a row. By the way, one of my favorite all-time moments in this series history is one that you were involved in. That was Damian Williams' touchdown run. I think that was uh, your second win in the series. Uh, I won my first three. Won Lost first. my senior year. So Still haunts me. The great thing about that play is the block by Kenny Stills that everyone talks okay. about. But we got 30 seconds left. we got to credit the offensive line on that okay. run. It's a great block by Kenny. There's no doubt. But Damian's going to outrun that kid anyways. I mean, let's, can we talk about how well it was blocked up front? The combination between the center and the guard. Uh, Trey Miller inserting. Love just it. laying it on that linebacker. Like, now Damian makes the safety miss. Right. That's how the run's designed. But come on, give, give the guys up front some credit. Come on, man. Sooners won it last year. They're looking to do it again. I love you, Kenny. It was a great block. For it was Gabe great. And I'm Chris Plank. Enjoy game day. Boomer Sooner, everybody. Thanks for being on the Coach's Corner. Hey, if you haven't had a chance yet, check out our new podcast, The Legacy Series. We look back on the 2001 OU Texas game and the Superman play. And immediately after the game tomorrow, be looking for the Sooner Radio Network post-game show as we react to OU and Texas. Plus, the scene setter is right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Get ready for kickoff with Toby Rowland. Everyone have a great OU Texas week until, I guess, Saturday night after the game. We'll be back breaking everything down. Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 